This is Josh Emmerich, and you're listening to the Master of One podcast. You can find me online at emmerich.co. Welcome to this Sandbox episode of the Master of One podcast, part two for this week. This week, we talked to founder and co-owner of Keymaster Games, Kyle Key. I'm Andrew, your Master of Art and Design. I am Patrick, your Master of Television and Film. And I'm Luke, your Master of Toys and Games. So get your ship in the spaceport, because it's time to take off. Did you say get your ship in gear? episode we're excited to talk to somebody who we've talked to before but he is part of a duo and they are at it again ladies and gentlemen we're talking to founder and co-owner of Keymaster games mr kyle key ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show that's right that's right thank you thank you hey kyle pregnant pause um did you say pregnant pause no, yeah, you just, for a second, I don't know why, I just thought you were going to call him Maddox, and I thought you were, like, cycling the names in your head to make sure you had the right one. No, nope. no, 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 we're talking to the bearded uh, well, yeah. piece of the duo. The bearded wonder <laughs> of Keymaster so, Games. Kyle, we've not talked to you uh, independently yet, right? I mean, we've hung out with you at Creative South, and we talked to Maddox uh, originally. We had high like, fives at Gen Con. Good time. Right, yeah. yeah. And te- a lot of times, Maddox is the one who's always on camera, so... But you're getting the other side. You're getting me this time. So yeah, oh, we got we got the other side, and it's a it's a good looking side. <laughs> so, um, tell everybody uh, who might not be familiar with who you are, who Keymaster is, a little bit about who you are, and uh, and what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. Um, as you said, co-owner, founder of Keymaster Games. Um, Keymaster Games is a independent small game studio. We make tabletop board games. We're located out of Athens, Georgia, and. Um, we are now publishing our third board game, um, Space Park. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that game. We're also going to talk about um, Kickstarter, which is the primary platform through which you guys get your funding to, to do all this stuff. But before we get to any of that stuff, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, we sure. learned a little bit about Maddox and his and his background and what got him where he's at. Let's let's hear about Kyle. Let's hear about Mr. <laughs> Key, the Key in Keymaster. Um, yeah. What where where are you from? What are you doing? Uh, I'm from all over the place, really. Yeah, if you want to get into like growing up, life history type stuff, uh, I grew up in Houston, Texas. So I'm a, yeah, I'm a Texas boy. I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Yep. I'm still in search of a good kolache. They just don't make <laughs> them here in they Georgia. Don't. So nope. uh, for all the Texas fans out there, if, feel free to mail us some kolaches. I would. <laughs> I might send you a board game. Uh, maybe not, but I don't know. If, they, if we if we send you roughly thirty dollars worth of kolaches, you'll send us a board game. <laughs> that is a deal. Yes, I will trade kolaches for that. Yeah, um, that sounds great. So yeah, born, um, grew up in Texas, moved around, went to uh, high school in Georgia, went to college in Kentucky, um, eventually landed back in Georgia um, with my wife, who is a physician's assistant. So we decided to settle down here in um, Athens. And, um, yeah, I, I, uh, went to college, got a 
painting degree, fine arts, um, classically trained painter. And uh, in, in the middle of all that, I kind of picked up graphic design and illustration. Um, a little bit, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. So yeah. uh, all my friends were in the media communication department doing graphic design and sort of that kind of work. And uh, they needed illustrations for all their projects. They were working on stuff like that. So they, you know, hit me up for illustration stuff. And after that, I kind of got into the illustration design world after college, started taking on clients and started working for um, as a freelancer for for about five, six, five or six years. So that's kind so of you my, know, you know, the freelance world then too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a desk job for a while at a mega church. Um, I was the graphic design director at um, Southland Christian church, which is about a 10,000 member church. So we were handling all the design and branding for all that. And um, I stepped out of that role into the freelance world, um, started taking on clients um, for illustration as well as uh, large event um, planning and uh, they call them stunts like publicity stunts anytime uh, a corporation or someone's gonna do a block party or something like that so we did a lot of a lot of work like that so do you still do freelance stuff now like because so we talked a little bit before we start before we started this interview and you you said at this point you've transitioned fully into keymaster. So do you still have freelance work you do on the side or, or all of your energy right now is going straight to Keymaster? Yeah, I, I still get people who contact me for branding, for um, just logo work. Um, I The one steady client I had every year, we, we did San Diego Comic-Con. We did booth layouts and um, all the elevations and production for uh, companies like NBC and AMC, Cartoon Network, and... Oh, a lot, of, a lot of people like that. And they were like the steady, steady work. And I, last year, last year, I just had to say like, I can't, I can't do it. I know <laughs> like, you just want me, but you can't have me. <laughs> no, it's time-wise, you know, those projects, you're going to spend two, three months on projects like that. And uh, they require your time at night. They were, t- you know, they require your time, r- random intervals and stuff like that. And that's a freelance type thing. Um, and with Keymaster stuff, it just, it's, over the past year, it's just taken over, and my my time is required fully on Keymaster. There's a whole business beside, you know, behind the scenes, and we have two games out in the market, worldwide sales. Uh, we have distribution we're handling, things like that. And so, and there came a point where I was like, okay, Keymaster's full time. I just gotta gotta dive into this. I can't I can't take on clients anymore on my own time because my time is dedicated to Keymaster now. Yeah. So um, let's. Uh... Oh, well, hey, before we jump into that, because I, I want to ask a question about that. So when you're do- developing booths for for something like Comic-Con, which is a big, you know, it's a big showroom, um, what's the, what are the restrictions and then what's the fun of being able to work with, you know, licensed property? Like, what what assets do they give you as you're designing and developing these things, I guess? Because you're saying AMC, so I'm picturing, you know, The Walking Dead. You're yes, saying Cartoon yeah. Network, so I'm picturing, yeah. like, Teen Titans Go and, like, all these different – so, like, what what is it that uh, – like, what are your restrictions and then what's the fun part about that? The, I think um, we worked with a lot of people. Yeah, we worked with uh, The Walking Dead, worked with South Park, uh, worked with NBC on um, – Blacklist, as well as Heroes, Revolution, all these um, things. Oh, yeah. um, we worked as a third-party consultant. So um, 
basically the way the system whole work. I'll give you an inside look on like how this works. Like you go to yeah. Comic-Con, you see this giant booth um, or you see like, uh, let's take Walking Dead. We all love the Walking Dead. So sure. like, let's take that. They're, they were our favorites to work with, I, I think, in the long run. But the basically a marketing company or someone who's handling the site at Comic-Con um, comes up with an idea, says, this is what we want to do to promote this season. Or they're, they're the ones checking off what do we need to promote, what do we need to accomplish at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. They're taking that to AMC. AMC is saying, cool, well, here's all the assets and all the artwork, everything that we have for that season – why don't you mock up what what you could do with that? So what the marketing company is going to come to us. Sometimes they come to us to do it. Sometimes they do it internally. They say, um, okay, well, we've secured the courtyard of this hotel. We're looking at a 60-foot courtyard, and it's 40 feet wide. Here's the building layouts, the schematics, all the measurements of everything in there. They actually send people to go measure walls, measure windows, and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Um, and then they, we come up with a plan like, okay, we're going to have a barbecue, you know, and uh, so they'll they'll lay out that and then they need to have um, Photoshop mock-ups. What does that look like? What is the, what's going to be on the wall? What's going to the entrance look like? What is, you know, where are people going to go? What are the activations that people are going to be able to interact with? Stuff like that. So they need a book of just straight Photoshop mock-ups of that so that the higher-ups at AMC can say, that's a great idea. We'll put money against that. So let's do that. So and then once that happens, then they're going to come back to you or us and they're going to say, we love all those mockups you made. Um, let's make them real now. So here's the access to the, the files that yeah. you mocked up. And here's the high res versions. And we need you to make print ready files. Here's the printers we have lined up. So the marketing teams, you know, that, that marketing company is setting up printers and timelines and stuff like that. And then we're actually making print assets from the files that they're giving us. Man. So that's like the whole rundown. And that happens all in a month. So from concept to sending print files out, you've got like three weeks, four weeks to like make that happen. Wow. And if, there, so, if, there's, a, if there's a component to it that's not just printing, if there's a component to it that's uh, some kind of sculpting or something that's going to require – um, a know, stage a or engineer. Yeah, yeah, so. any of that stuff. Yeah, you're working with the engineer team that they've hired. They're giving you schematics. You're wrapping those things with graphics. It's all loose-based design off of you know PDFs that are sending back and forth, stuff like that. So it moves real fast. So, but I mean, some of those like I mean, it's awesome because you're you're getting these high-res art <laughs> from the studio. That's like, right. oh, this is like in the show, like, and you know. And it's it's really cool stuff to work with. So that's sweet. We we were there a couple of years ago, and they and uh, they had this walkthrough thing right when Fear the Walking Dead was getting ready to come out in the mm-hmm. church. Were you a part of that that team to put together that? Um, that was kept internally by AMC because they didn't want to hand out assets. Gotcha. So, so they didn't want anyone knowing about uh, what was in, happening. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So like in our activation booklet, uh, which was. You know, like a 60-page document that says this graphic goes on this wall. It's all for an installation team so that when a truck of graphics shows up, everyone knows where they go. Yeah. Uh, We had about 30, 20 to 30 pages. It was like, this is the church. And it was just blank. Like, it had had stuff there, but, like, we had no idea what it – and we were like, are we doing that? And then then they they took it back internally and said, like, no, we're going to do that. So we'll we'll have all the graphics. And I think they – 
made it look like the interior of a church and right. stuff like yeah. that. It was all printed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like fully immersive. That was cool. Yeah. So um, all that is very cool. Had no <laughs> yeah. idea that you did any of that. That's great. And but you've now told those people to leave you alone. You're too busy. Kickstarter <laughs> or Key no Master is where you're at now. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a it's it's a time commitment, and I I said uh, that's that's kind of the transition. Um, that's how Keymaster really started, and that's that's probably a good good way to say it. So like I worked for them doing that work like that for four four to six years. Um, that's high pressure work. You're working on really cool stuff, but like when it comes down to it, like it's I mean it's tough. That yeah. is tough work to to deliver on on timelines like that, and. Um, that's two, three years now. Um, I found out that I needed to have open heart surgery. Oh, so hmm. yeah, <laughs> big bomb there. I was actually born with a really bad heart. Um, I had open heart surgery when I was eight days old. Uh, and that's why I ended up in Houston because Texas children's hospital is top notch. Right. Wow. Yeah. So I basically grew up in Houston because I needed Texas children's hospital. Um, Kind of did okay through life. Had open heart surgery again in high school. So, I um, short story about that one is I really wanted to play football, even though my doctors, you know, just mm. hate yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so sure. I bugged them and bugged them and bugged them, and they're like, "Okay, do spring training, and we'll check you out." Did spring training? They checked me out, and they're like, "Your heart valve is not doing well, wow. so you needed to be replaced." So, um, had a second open heart surgery in high school, and then. Fast forward to about three years ago, uh, I found out I needed a, another open heart surgery because I have a I have a faulty aorta valve. So the, your main valve that is the last valve before blood goes to the rest of your body, mine's just junk. Hmm. So it's like car parts, you know, like they put parts in. Yeah. It's been twelve years, you know, like I need a new part. Like the one they put in just is not that good anymore. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I found out that I needed another one, which is earlier than expected, kind of a big blow. And with anything, any news like that, um, even though it was slightly expected just early, I, that you do a life assessment, right? Like, yeah. You're like, what, yeah, what am I doing? You know? So I was working for these big clients, doing the work. I liked the work, found it enjoyable, but it really just took some time. And I thought, what do I really want to make? Yeah. You know, like if I had, if I was just going to do stuff, like what, what would I do? And um, kind of at the same time, I had some friends who introduced me to board games and the way board games work, you know, like you find one game, you play it, you love it, you find another game and you yeah. just start collecting them. Yep. And uh, over the course there. So when you find out when you need surgery, there's about four or five months where you need to like schedule everything and get mm-hmm. prep work and all that. And so right. in that month period, I just started buying board games like crazy and I mean, people weren't going to say no if I was like, hey, you want to play a board game? You know, <laughs> so yeah. like all yeah. my friends are like <laughs> over at the house, you know, I'm like, hey, I want to have a board game night. Huh. And everyone's like, cool, I'm in. I'll be there, man. You know, <laughs> so I was just like my my wife says it was like a board game depression that she just wasn't going to stop because it's like I just kept buying games. And I, I saw so I amassed a collection in that like four months and I had tons of people to play with. And um, at the end of it, I just. I was like, hey, this is awesome. Getting people around the table. We're building memories. Yeah. Like, this is fun. It's it's distracting as well from what's going on normally. You get to go and you get to be things. You get to experience things with your friends. And, uh, of course, the designer and artist in me at the end of the format, I was like, I kind of wish that game 
did this a little more, or maybe I I don't like how that how it ends like that. It should maybe end like this, you know. Yeah. So that started happening, and at the like right there at that same time, like into surgery and recovery, which is a six month recovery. Man, I just like the wheels started turning. I was like, I think I want to make board games. Like I think I could just make some games. I've got art skills, design skills. Like I think we could just do this. And so in the end. That's how Keymaster Games started. I said, yeah, man, I'm going to make board games with really good art. And the goal is to have it approachable so friends can get together around a table and just build some memories. So that's cool. That's, I mean, that's the Genesis story of Keymaster yeah. Games. Well, awesome. it, you were right. You said, I think I can do it. And you absolutely have. So the two games that are out now, you mentioned before, are Control and Campy Creatures. We've done a, a, a lot of in-depth conversation, uh, especially about Campy Creatures. Um, the one that's out now that's currently on Kickstarter is Space Park. So why don't you give us a, a quick rundown of what Space Park is? Sure, yeah. Uh, Space Park is um, it's our latest game, and it is basically a space, a space park. It's not a theme park. It's a national park, and there's okay. lots of destinations you can oh. go to. And the premise is that there are three rockets available that go to seven different destinations. And we are trying to become the next great space explorer. And in order to become the next great space explorer, you need to take those rockets to different destinations to collect crystals. And the crystals then get turned in for exploration badges to become and prove yourself as the next great explorer. So it's um, mechanics-wise, it's a collection of crystals to earn the badges you can before other people can earn the badges and prove themselves as the next great explorer. In any board game, crystals are so satisfying. It's like the game, 80% of why I like the game Quartz is just because of the, um, whatever the material is, the right. resin or whatever little, that's, I like to believe that you only put crystals in there because you're like, I just need this material in this box. Um, so like anything else, the artwork for the game is is beautiful. And, and we're, we're what, halfway through this Kickstarter right now? Something like that? Yes. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more than half. So we've got... I checked the number of days left, but yeah, we're getting towards halfway point. And this one got funded quick. Yes. Yeah. We were super excited to see people show up day one. Um, we tried to get the word out. That's a big thing about Kickstarter is just making sure everyone knows when the actual launch is. So when you actually hit that button on our side, people are there to jump in and we have, and I think that's successful with the two games before it, you know, we were able to talk to those people and say, Hey, here comes our third game. So we hope you jump on board with us. So it's, I mean, Space Park, and we've said it before, all of your games look incredible. You said that the goal of Keymaster is to get people around the table having fun making memories, and it looks good doing it. So that's all good. Um, we'll get back to Space Park, but in between there, there was another game, Claims of Gold, that yes. was funded, or not funded, but it was, uh, you know, you guys created it, got it, try to get it going and it, it just kind of didn't take off it looked as good to me it looked just as good as as your other games and leading up to it seemed to have the same amount of push socially as space park has can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit of about maybe what some of those differences were from your end and maybe why it didn't quite work because we we you sent us a copy great like thank you very much uh, that we got to try it, and it was great. Gameplay was fun, but it just didn't seem to to stick with people. So, so maybe what happened? Yeah, um, 
that and people ask about Space Park a lot, and I don't I don't mind talking about it at all because actually Space Park or sorry Space Park, I mean. I'm in space park mode, but claims a goal. Yeah, claims a goal. Space park right now. But no, no, Great I love talking. <laughs> I love talking about claims a goal because actually claims a goal that was the first game I started designing when I started Keymaster Games. So cool. um, it's it's my mechanical design. Mm-hmm. It's also um, I was the illustrator behind it too. Nice. Um, so. Yeah, does it hurt that it didn't fund on Kickstarter? Like, yeah, that's like a sure. an artist dagger, like right, yeah. <laughs> right to the heart. Yeah, um, I'm okay with it though. Like, we, um, I'll address what you're, like, what we're thinking. Um, we're making a few changes to it behind the scenes. the The game that you played, we think it's a great game. We yeah. think it's um, a tight game. The math works behind the scenes in the game yeah. to make close games all the time, um, and we think the artwork is really good. Um, not not just from my perspective as the illustrator, but right. uh, we sourced a really awesome map that really puts it in the time period, and we kind of built off that level. Yeah. Um, the biggest lesson we learned with Claims of Gold was that Kickstarter has seasons, mm. and mm. we kind of knew that going in. Um, we weren't a hundred percent sure how like that affects small companies like us. Sure. Um, but we put uh, we put. Claims of gold on there right at the tail of what would be considered an okay season for Kickstarter. Uh, it was headed right into the Thanksgiving time period as well as Christmas and holidays and things like that. So right. when we did our initial push and we launched that game, um, there was no response. Just like people were checked out holiday season. Uh, I know like personally my inbox was filling up every day with just like – emails about holiday sales and stuff like that. Like I I probably couldn't find my own email that I sent out to everyone (laughs) to tell them about the game. So we think that was a big factor. There just, there wasn't a lot of funding happening on Kickstarter at that time. Um, There were games getting funded and ours was not like ours just fell below the line on that. So um, we think that was a big factor. Um, Also, if you're going to compare Claims of Gold with our other games, let's say Campy Creatures and Space Park. Claims of Gold is an old, it's a worker placement style game, mm-hmm. which is a, a German style game, which is very family friendly, but it's not a lot of confrontation. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in the theme is very like, because the theme is old, old in time, and also it's not like, it's not aliens, right, you know, right, going right, for right. gold, and it's not like, explosions and you know space park you know stuff like that i think you're um you're missing out on a lot of that like flash and pizzazz whereas the game itself is solid and the gameplay is really good i think um it it maybe misses the hook that people are going to look at it and be like yeah gold mining Mm -hmm. you know so, so is the revised version going to have aliens <laughs> and explosions? <laughs> no, no, we're um we're looking at some some minor like gameplay changes and stuff like that, but a lot of it will minor, be uh, minor minor minor. <laughs> oh, there's so many puns in there. Oh, we've man. been we've been immersed in that. Um No, yeah, we I mean we're taking it back in. We're also we got a lot of response about the the cover artwork in general. Mm. I mean it was a sluice box design which if you play the game to us it's like, yeah, man, makes that totally perfect. makes sense. Yeah. A lot of people miss that mark, and so uh, maybe a cover redesign to showcase more of the art as well. So um, just some tweaks like that. Yeah. And we we still have it. The the 
I mean, the benefit is that the game exists. It has all the artwork, so it can only get better from this point yeah, because we'll sure. have time to work on it. And one also great thing is that we're coming into convention season and right. we have booths lined up. Um, right. We're going to be at Origins this year, right. and we're going to be at Gen Con again. So we're going to be we're going to be have a presence, and we will have claims of gold there to play. And we do think that once when people play, like you you guys played it. Uh, there's a there's a awareness and an excitement that happens with the game. Yeah. yeah. So and we think we think that'll help claims of gold in general. Sure. Here's what you need. I, I've got this. <laughs> Target or Walmart one. There was a period. So the um the the gold rush show that comes right. on. There was a period where you could spend like five dollars and get like a gold rush bucket that came with yes. like a scoop of dirt and you can whatever. Just put a scoop of dirt in every box. That's the answer because those we, things yeah. sold like hotcakes. I know. We um, I actually sourced dirt for the campaign. We did not put it in there, but I, I maybe maybe you're onto something, and we should just source a like pound of it. dirt in every a potential in every gold finding. <laughs> so, yes, like, so a, a Kickstarter exclusive would be great. Yeah, you mentioned finding <laughs> out about like Kickstarter seasons and stuff. What have you learned from from when you started in Kickstarter to where you are now, that maybe somebody, if they're thinking about doing a game or a book or a movie or some project on Kickstarter, what are some things to watch for if you're a creator wanting to get on Kickstarter? I think, um, I think the biggest thing about getting anything on Kickstarter, well, I mean, board games have become the number one category. Right. The industry itself has accepted Kickstarter as a platform. Cool. And so that's yeah. why you see a lot of board games on there. But, uh, if, even if it's music, something, you know, or another category on there, a book, a children's book or whatever you're working on, 99% uh, of the work is done before you hit that launch button. So there is tons and tons to do before you actually launch the project. I, I think a lot of creators that put their stuff on there, they launch too early and then they realize, oh, I don't have any of this figured out. Right. And, and and I'm not saying you need to have everything figured out because you know, like if your project explodes and now all of a sudden you need to figure out how to get these rewards, way right. more rewards than you can do in your garage right. or by yourself. Like you can figure that part out. And there's people, there's companies and stuff like that that'll help you. But I'm saying like um, the promotion side, like sharing your work. Don't treat it as like a secretive thing that you're going to release on Kickstarter. Kickstarter launching is not the time to be like now look at all this stuff like there is a there is a whole month before that you should just start sharing and build your crowd build your excitement and and share and let people in on the project because that's the big thing is people want to be in on the project and they have a voice they want to know if they can change things or if they can add to the project at all so Cool. Okay, so let's let's shift back to to Space Park and let's talk you mentioned briefly the artwork um Tell everybody about the artist you've brought on uh, to work with on this game because, holy crap, I mean, it, this game is beautiful. So um, talk a little bit about that and then the the desired stylistic approach you guys took to this game. Sure, yeah. Uh, Brian Edward Miller is the illustrator. Um, he's known as Orland Culture Shop. Um, we That relationship just happened through Twitter, actually. Nice. Uh, We've been, we were working with Josh Emmerich, who did Campy Creatures, mm -hmm. promoting Campy Creature stuff, and um, 
Brian just commented. We we had seen Brian's work with REI and some other clients he's worked with, and we just yeah. really love that landscape, immersive detail. Definitely feels like a national park type approach. Oh yeah, and I don't think yeah. he's done national park per se, like old style posters like we've seen. Right. Um, but when we see his work, that's all like what we're thinking. We're like, oh man, right. like if we make up a location, this dude would just knock it out of the park, like. And so the we struck up a conversation and um, went into his quoting process and all that, and he was totally on board. And so we, um, it's been, I'd say, six to ten months. We've been working behind the scenes with him to develop these locations for Space Park. And so um, Maddox handles a lot of the art direction, creative side. So he Maddox is the, I call him the art director of Keymaster, so like where we will brainstorm together on an idea theme stuff like that for the game and then uh also where it lands like in the style realm and then maddox handles the the day-to-day meetings or week-to-week meetings making sure that follows through on that theme um so yeah we wanted to go for classic like straight up national park and these are immersive places that we want to explore and brian didn't just unbelievable job uh, immer- like making you feel like this is a place you can go in and explore so and then we wanted to showcase that in the game as well so that's why we put them such such large pieces for the rockets to go to okay so um i think we're gonna shift to finals um and uh and then we'll we'll circle back to to space park so i want to know from your perspective um and you, you alluded to it a little bit that there was a, a little bit of a dagger to your heart when this <laughs> thing, um, when you're putting yourself out there on something like Kickstarter, where you're, where you're essentially saying, here's what we have been pouring our heart and soul into and something, uh, and, and not everybody receives it warmly and welcome, welcoming, what is that? What does that do to an artist's soul? Like, what did that do to your soul? And how long did it take to recover before you were ready to like, okay, we're good. Let's push out this next project. Like, what's what does that look like? Maybe a little bit more of a detailed mindset. Sure. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing about Kickstarter is um, there's API and stats for everything. So uh, there's websites that track your projections, uh, and um, I'd say several weeks like just a couple weeks into the project you can kind of look at the numbers and be like i just don't this is not going to make it so there's like if you're talking about like the there's a grieving process i would even say yeah. <laughs> like yeah. as the artist it's it, that one hurt because i'm the artist the game designer and i'm the publisher of that mm-hmm. game so like yeah. normally that'd be three people but like that is just like you've sc- got all your eggs in this <laughs> that, that was like that was all my eggs in there so um to see that one you know the just the curve, it just didn't look like it was going to happen. Um, those are, those are thoughts. Um, as the artist, I'm thinking like, Hey, did I not do a good job? You know, like I felt like I was right on par. Um, those are just like, those are just like, un, you just don't even think about that. But you go, because you have people in my corner, like Maddox is telling me like, as the art director, I had him play the art director and treat me like an illustrator in that situation. So like right. my art director is telling me, no, we hit the mark. Like this is good. And then as well as he's playing 
uh, game mechanics as well, checking my mechanics because I don't want to just put out mechanics because I'm the publisher. So he's also telling me, no, these, the the game is solid. You're, you're solid on that. So then it's just like thinking about the roles and then I step into the publisher role and I think, Hey, you know what? No, this is a great game. Um, I think we just missed the mark on timing. I think we missed the audience. I think we just needs a little more, uh, reworking before that. So like, I think in, in many different ways you had, I just had to deal with that. Um, and in the, I'd say, you know, with two weeks to go, we realized it probably wouldn't fund, but we're just going to leave it out there. We thought it was better for it to go unfunded and not, not get its goal than for us to pull it back and say something is wrong because we didn't want, we didn't want people to think something's wrong with the game. We did something wrong or something like that. It's, It's better. There's tons of great ideas out there that just don't get the funding. So we felt like that was the better better call for us to just be like, let it go unfunded, and then we'll come back with it when when yeah. it's a better time. So yeah, who are you going to get to design your next aorta? Because <laughs> I feel like you could have someone paint it before it goes in your body. So right. if you had yeah, one I'll... artist that you could have living inside of you, who would it be? Oh, I, that's a good question. Right, currently, is um, that a good question? That seems like a super weird question. <laughs> no, it's that that world is crazy. Uh, medical science; these people that make stuff are just unbelievable. Currently, I have a bovine valve. I'm part cow, uh, and it's on this I like platinum platinum iridium stent. It's like a framework that's in there, you know. And so, like. You're like the couple hundred thousand dollar man. Oh, yes, yes. That's, <laughs> the couple uh, <laughs> hundred thousand dollar man. Very, yes. You're not wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, and it, and I was I was almost due for a different type of pr- uh, procedure. Um, they they weren't going to have to open my chest up, long story short. They were going to just go through my leg. It would be like an afternoon, like, and I wouldn't have felt better. Uh, but I was just like, a quote, quote my surgeon, I was too early to the party for that procedure is just not quite proven yet. So, ah, you know, like okay. we're talking 10 years from today, who knows? Like yeah. it could be great, you know, like technology and stuff like that is, it's absolutely crazy. So Sweet. yeah. And now if artist, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't give a name, but like I'm, I am blown away by the people who make that stuff yeah. and design it. That's crazy. All right. Well, let's, that was a weird, weird kind of, <laughs> pocket we just jumped into i Let's just back assume out of that. that there's gonna be a point where you can just fire up your 3d printer and uh bust yeah. out whatever part of your heart you need and then you can have your boy emrick just like go Sign to town it. on it <laughs> and then just pop it in and be done but it's only seen by me and the inside of me that's right. the that's the special part well yeah. you obviously instagram it first yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right let's i'm gonna shift the gears again um all right my last question so there's there's another game that's on your website and this one is super interesting to me and it says uh coming soon it's it's caper can you talk a little bit about caper i would i would love to talk about caper and and i would love to come back and talk about caper in depth Um, i love that caper is going to be drawn by emrick josh emrick yeah um he is feverishly working on it as we speak We've we've heard tales that he has locked himself in the basement and has grown a full beard. So <laughs> he is he is hard at work on Caper. Um, Caper the game is actually a Spanish game called It's Mine. Yeah, it's a two player game. Um, you are 
scoundrels, thieves, and um, you you pick a city to play in. That's the start, and there are several. We'll include several different cities. Um, so let's say you're in Paris, and there's things to steal. So you're amassing your crew of henchmen or thieves with you, and you're yeah. giving them items to work with, and you're trying to steal goods from the city. Um, and it's my lots of people love it's mine. It's on yeah. a lot of top top fifty lists lists of games of all time. Yeah. Um, it was only it was produced in English, but only distributed in the Spanish market. Um, oh, okay. We found the game and love the game, and so we reached out to the designer of the game and said, "Hey, we'd love to do this." Yeah. In North America, can we put our own little spin on it, artwork wise? Make we're gonna make a few tweaks to the base game. We're gonna refine the iconography because it's very iconography heavy. Yeah. And it gets a little confusing to start off, so we're we're just trying to streamline all that design wise. Yeah. And look wise, and then add a nice uh, scoundrel type. You know, it's a little Gatsby meets you know, sort of quirky vibe. Yeah. And um, put that on there. Build a world like that, much like we built the Campy Creatures world. Right. And we'll be releasing that really soon, actually. Yeah. Awesome. I'm like I'm ultra excited for that because one we're we're huge fans of emrick um and he's a cool dude and we've had him on the show and you introduced him to us you can't see it but like right behind the camera is uh the blob from uh from campy creatures but also um uh anything that has that kind of 30s 20s kind of flapper Mm -hmm. era style to it which is what it looks like from the from the really really beautiful simple but beautiful kind of key art teaser that you have out there Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm i'm in i'm in it so um all right so it's a card game and card games are great yeah 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 (laughs) so tell everybody uh where and how they can support uh, Space Park and get on get on this train uh, while it's still getting ready ship, to leave the station. But yeah, spaceship. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can get on the ship before it leaves the. Seems space like station. you had a really obvious. It's fine. It's there's fine. a there's a spaceship waiting for you at Starlight Station. Nice. It's it's happening. I should have just let you do it. Tell everybody <laughs> where where and how they can uh, they can get on board. Sure. Yeah. Uh, space Park currently on Kickstarter. We are funded, so uh, you will get the game if you pledge. It's happening, um, and we are reaching out for stretch goals to, to make the quality of the game even better. You can go to enjoythegalaxy.com to look at the pledge tiers there, and we also have super high-quality Jaclay print posters of the destinations. So right. Brian has kicked in there, so we're, we are have his posters there, and you can grab yourself a a full set of posters we have postcards we have t-shirts we have lots of artwork related stuff to go with the game if that's if you love the art in the game what i love about what you guys do you guys take the art component and the visual component seriously and you help it become more of an immersive experience by being able to get the art and i'm, I'm wearing my blob pin nice, as, yeah. we, as we speak you know so um the idea of taking these components that people fall in love with and then creating other products and ways for people to enjoy them beyond just playing a game is it's a smart business move and uh if you're into the art uh key masters is is where to be well um thanks for chatting with us before we get out of here would you help us pick our tokens for next week yes let's do it awesome all right well that's it for the interview portion up next we're gonna draw some tokens 
week we draw tokens to find out exactly our categories that we're going to talk about. We pick our topics based on those categories. Here they are. They're very real. I'm going to put them face down in front of me. I'm going to shuffle them up. Give me a number between one and three, and you'll be picking for me. I'm going to go with the number two. Number two, I got toys and games. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Okay, you have one or two. You'll be picking for Patrick. Let's do one. Patrick, you have art and design. That means, Luke, you have TV and film. Congratulations. I like it. Everybody, you did it. Um, thanks so much for chatting with us. You can find uh, all the episode artwork. Nope. Well, that too. But all the episode show notes and everything uh, right below us or go to mf1podcast.com. If you hit the archive there, you can listen to our other episode with Keymaster Games where we talk to Maddox at length and also Josh Emmerich. And hopefully so- uh, shortly we'll be talking with Brian, the artist from uh, from Space Park. That's the goal anyway because he's super good. Um, but so many other talented artists, designers, creatives, uh, filmmakers, whatever else, toy designers. Just we, we have a have had a ton of people on here over the yeah. years, um, but go there and and do that. Uh, while you're on the internet, uh, subscribe on YouTube, on Stitcher, on uh, Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, and soon iHeartRadio. Yeah, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. So um so subscribe wherever you're at, and then like and share and comment and uh, rate and review. You, you guys know how to internet. You're watching yeah. this. You're not dumb. So just do all the internet things for all of our internet presence. That's, that just helps us out a ton. If you want to support the show financially, uh, go to patreon.com slash one podcast. Drop a few dollars in there each month, and uh, we will give you some special stuff just for being a part of it. Um, that helps us continue to do what we do. We have some really cool stuff coming up. We're going to be at Crop uh, in Baton Rouge, and then we will be at uh, Creative South, I believe, with our friends Kyle and Maddox as well. Um, so if you want to see all of us, go to uh, creativesouth.com and register go to crop um dot com and register as well we have a uh what's it called what's it called patrick at at creative south what do we call that a workshop workshop Workshop. that's it (laughs) yeah we'll be we'll be hosting a workshop uh so join us on there uh i don't even there's so many thousands of things it just feels like uh just do one of them or all of them and we'll we'll be happy um find us on social media just search number one podcast we're on every platform you know where to find us guys we'll just get out of this episode i'm andrew i'm patrick i'm luke i'm kyle peace out bye hold on to your butt play more games <laughs>